Y'all can hear? Oh, there it is. <laughs> I, I am loud. I will make myself heard. <laughs> we wanted to thank you everybody for coming out today, um, joining us here and fellowshipping with us. If you're online, thanks for, thanks for hanging out and clicking on us and uh, kind of inviting us into your homes and into your lives to preach the word of God and to, to be here in your spiritual growth. We do have a few announcements before we get started. This Thursday... Youth group will be meeting in person at church. Hey, you! I had a had a whole bunch of adults clapping, and I'm staring at two of the youth, and they're just looking back at me. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we'll be gathering at 6:30 to pray and fellowship, and then the lesson uh, and worship will begin at seven. Starting this Wednesday, April 28th, we will be having a ladies' craft day. Uh, this will continue on the last Wednesday of every month. They'll be meeting at uh, Rosalie Pelham's house from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. This Wednesday, the first project will be making pajama bottoms that will be donated to the children's cabinet to help kids in need. We have some helpers with us today. I think who are showing off pajama bottoms. Oh, okay, good. I saw them. They're super cute. These are the pajama bottoms. Raise them up high, wave around. So that is what the ladies will be making. You can sign up online or call the church office, or you can see Janet Lathrop for more information. Men's breakfast uh, is starting this Friday, April 30th, at Los Altos Cafe at 8 a.m. They will be meeting the last Friday of every month. You can sign up online, call the church office, or see Ron Sherwood for more information. The Mother's Day brunch is May 8th at the Red Hawk Golf and Resort at 10 a.m. All ladies are invited and welcome. The price is $20 a person. Uh, children are welcome to come. It's also $20 for them. You can sign up uh, and pay online, or you can call the church office by April 30th so that we can give the resort the total number. After two of those, I'm starting to get hungry. I think they, they put the Women's Aspire event in between because I'm going to talk about more food with the Home Away From Home Retreat. Women's Aspire event, uh, May 15th at 6 p.m. is here at Home Church. Tickets are sold at the church office. It's uh, $20 for groups of 10, and we will be purchasing in groups of 10. So call the church office and get on the list. The Home Away From Home Retreat is June 25th to 27th at the Zephyr Point Conference Center. Everyone is invited. Rooms are first come, first serve. Come enjoy a little getaway with your church family. It will be a time of relaxation, worship, and the word, and there will even be something special for the kids. This is where you guys clap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please sign up online or call the church office. Payment plans are available. And then starting Thursday, May 6th, here at the church at 6.30 p.m., we will be having Financial Peace. Uh, that is a series. It's not like as soon as you come in, you have Financial Peace. But you will be learning from uh, Dave Ramsey. Whew. Had to restart the brain there for a second. Uh, they'll be meeting every Thursday here. Uh, so come join us. Learn how to manage money. The cost is $100, but the church will pay half because we want everybody to be able to experience financial freedom. 
And so at this time, we're going to have children's church. So children, come on up. Miss Anita, come on up. And let's give everybody a round of hand as they approach. Did you get something special in the mail? Do you remember? I know it. Sometimes people don't check their mailboxes anymore. What? What was in your envelope? Ari, what was in your envelope? Do you remember? How about one of these? What's that? That's an ant. I sent ants in their envelopes this week. And then I put a note on the outside because I didn't want them to open their letters and have these little black things fall out all over the rug and they get scared. So I warned them this time. Ants are amazing. God created them. Sometimes you hardly notice them because they are so tiny. But they are very, very strong. Ants can carry things more than 10 are 20 times what they weigh. Scientists guess that there are about 23,000 different types of ants in the world. Unbelievable. If you watch an ant hill, you probably see the ants moving up and down, up and down. They never stop. Ants are very hardworking, and they work well together. Ants divide themselves into groups. By splitting up their work, they are able to keep their homes or their colonies very, very strong and working very smoothly. Most of the ants go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between their colony, their anthill, and where they're going to get their food from, building up their food so it will supply them all through the cold weather. The ants do their work and take care of themselves without being told. Have you ever seen any ants just sitting around watching other ants work? No, not too often. What if a little ant walked by a piece of garbage and said, I'm not going to pick it up. I didn't put it there. No, we're just going to leave it there. God made the ants. He gave each one a job, and they do it. The ants prepare for the future instead of being lazy. They stay busy and they use their time wisely. If you see a crayon on the floor, do you walk over it or do you stop and pick it up? Mom would be really unhappy if you walked on top of that crayon and it got squished in the carpet, wouldn't she? We don't want to do that. You don't have to wait for someone to tell you to do something. You can be wise and decide for yourself what would be the right thing to do. It's good for us to work. We can figure out the things we are good at and do them the best we can. We can work together with our family and our friends like the ants do. When we work hard, and do our best at everything we do, we are making the most of the life that God gave us. 
We honor God when we do our best. We can show God we are grateful for our life by doing the best. Would you like a snack today? I brought my picnic basket. I don't see any ants around, so we're probably safe. Let me see. Uh-oh. <gasps> That's a big ant. And all the food's gone. So I guess what you're going to have to do is come second service, and we're going to have a picnic that Jesus was at. Have a good day, and remember God loves you. I'm kind of excited for this picnic. At the end, there'll probably be like 12 or 7 baskets of leftovers, depending on how many people show up. <laughs> I've read that story. All right, so we are going to enter into our time of uh, giving and worship. Uh, we want to thank everybody who has been faithful in your tithes and offerings. Um, the Dave Ramsey series will also help kind of reiterate this point, but financial freedom and just freedom in general comes from obeying the Lord, word of God and not from trying to act in rebellion to the word of God. So at this church, we encourage everybody to just follow that through, uh, through your finances. And we have three ways that you can give and participate in that. We have a box at the back of the sanctuary that you can drop an envelope in. You can mail in a check uh, to the church office, or you can go online, click the giving tab, and it'll take you to uh, the site that actually handles uh, the, the giving of that. We're going to enter into a time of worship here, so before that, we'd like to take a minute to pray if everybody would bow their heads. Lord, we want to come before you today and thank you for all of the blessings that we have in our lives. Thank you for all the trials that we have in our lives. Thank you for the existence that you have given us and the recognition that you didn't have to create any of this. We ask that you would humble our hearts today to open our spirits and to allow us to commune with you through our worship, to hear from you through our sermon, and to work with you as we enter back into our communities. We ask continually not for good people or even better people, but renewed people and recreated people to join us in this congregation and to become regenerated through this congregation. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Stand to your feet with me. Jesus is alive. He is alive and well. Who is the king above all kings? What's his name? Jesus. What was it? Jesus. Who are we worshiping today? Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Sing with me. Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing unto the ancient of days. For none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing unto the ancient of days. I'll sing that with me. 
Your kingdom shall reign over all the Sing unto the ancients of days, for none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing unto the ancients of days, your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing unto the ancients of days, for none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing unto the ancients of days, sing, and sing unto the ancients of days. One, two, three, four. Clap your hands, women. We're going to sing blessing. And blessing and honor, glory and power, be unto the ancients of days. All of creation Now before the ancient of days One more time, blessing Blessing and honor Glory and power Be unto the ancient of days and From every nation All of creation Now before the ancient of days Every time
song of praise it says in Isaiah 43 starting in verse 1 it says but now thus says the Lord who created you O Jacob and he who formed you O Israel fear not for I have redeemed you I have called you by your name our God the Father says you are mine when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, but I love it here, it says, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. As we worship the Lord this morning, worship him with your whole heart. 
everything that's happened this week. Let's put it aside and let's focus on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
church this morning. God, we give you the praise. We give you the thanks for your multiple mercies and your loving kindness that stretches even to the deepest places of our life, the deepest places of our heart, Lord. This morning, I don't know about others, but I can say for myself and my brothers and sisters here, Lord, we didn't come to play church this morning. We came to be fed. We came to be stirred. We came to be transformed this morning. We pray and intercede, God, for everyone that's not here, who's watching online, maybe someone who's uh, sick in body. Lord, you know the need. We lift them up to you. We also pray for someone this morning who's in need of salvation. God, we ask that you reclaim their life, restore their heart. We believe that you can do all these things. We give you the praise. We give you the glory ahead of time before it even happens. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We thank you. And all God's children say, amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Hallelujah. God is good. Good morning, church. Good morning. It's so good to see your beautiful faces this morning. You know, we have so many, so many, so many amazing things happening uh, in our church. Uh, last week, for those who come to first service, uh, weren't here second service, um, you might not even know still, but we had a young lady hit us up on Facebook, and uh, to make a long story short, uh, Jen, God used Jen in a mighty way. Uh, we and my wife, they were connecting with her on Facebook. Uh, really awesome young lady, she has some children, and uh, God used the Facebook. She was here last Sunday and will be here again today, and uh, so God is moving. Yes, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we also have, you know, I don't, I feel I can share this. Um, I don't want to put her on the spot. Uh, I think she might become a second service. I might want to do a second service. But um, how many know God works in, in little ways? He works in awesome ways. And uh, last week, I was having one of those, you know, one of those weeks, you know, just kind of going through some things mentally, emotionally. And, um, and the week before, I went to the dry cleaners. And um, I saw this young lady there at the, at the cleaners, and she has a mask on and everything. And, um, and so I take my clothes, and she says, you know, these can't be done for Sunday. We need, I said, I mean, Sunday. She says, they can't be done for Sunday. And I said, okay, no worries. Um, I think I'll just be shirtless, you know. That's what I'm thinking, because uh, I don't have anything else. But I said, God will always make a way, right? And I want people to come back to church. So I, <laughs> so I said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get this. Uh, it's okay. And, and uh and then she calls me, she hits me up, and she had another question. She said, thank you for being so nice. And I said, oh, no, no worries. And, uh, well, I, come, I go back the Thursday, and I come in, and I said, I'm just here to pick up for Carlos Garcia. And she says, my pastor. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry? What did she say? I'm thinking, did I? I said, did I give her a flyer last week to church? And she says, my, my pastor. And we just got peoples around everything. I said, she goes, you're my pastor. And I looked at her, I said, I, then she looked familiar. I said, she goes, I've been, I've been coming for a little bit now, and I love last week's sermon. Can I say thank you? And I'm like, she really is coming. I, 
I said, my gosh. And then she says, I want to, these are all paid for. I said, no, 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 no. I said, that's a lie. I said, no, 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 you can't. She goes, no, pastor, please. Can I do this for you? I took them off and people's coming in going, man, what church you go to? And I'm just like, God is moving. Amen. Give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to preach a sermon called, but now somebody say, but now. This, this thing has made me and stopped me from doing certain things. This morning, some of us are missing out on God's plan for our lives fully because of this thing. This thing, uh, how do I say this, uh, has been saying some things to you, and God has been saying the complete opposite. Uh, this thing has made you make some horrible decisions because it was based on this thing. You ever hear that song? That thing, that thing, that thing. You guys never heard that song? Well, I redid it, so here we go. Christians better watch out. The devil's only about that thing, that thing, that thing. Come on, clap your hands. That thing, that thing, that thing. Oh, my goodness. Never make life decisions based and led by fear. Fear. Second Timothy 1 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. When fear is in the picture of my life, I used to stay by it. I used to hold on to it. But now, by God's grace, I run in the opposite direction of what fear is telling me to do. Isaiah has been given an assignment to preach to the tribe of Judah at a time where Israel was in a bad spot. It was a divided nation. How many of you know a house divided cannot stand? And that's what my prayer is, Lord, remove anything here that is not standing with us. Isaiah preached to Judah. The problem is with Judah is they were, they were living in sin. They were living a life of sin. Uh, disobeying God. And so for 39 chapters, the first 39 chapters of Isaiah is talking about judgment. God's going to bring judgment to the children of, uh, of Judah. I don't know what's worse, getting the spanking or having your mom say, when dad gets home, <laughs> the time you have to think about it. 39 chapters, God is saying, Judgment is coming. And how many know when God says it? Judgment is coming. But I so appreciate Psalms. He says his, his wrath only lasts for a moment. And so judgment is coming. Then you get to chapter 40, which I would encourage you on your own time, write this down. You get to chapter 40, there's a, there's a switch. Something flips. Things start changing. And then you get to chapter 43, and then there's hope. And in, and in chapter 43, it starts off with these two amazing words. It says, but now, but now. That's for someone here this morning who's been in some drama, been in some pain, some bad circumstances, uncertainty of your life's past. But now, God is putting these words, but now, into your situation. There's a shift there's something that's about to change. You made some bad choices. 
reaping the consequences of your choices. You've hung out with some bad people. You've done some bad things, and you're reaping from those consequences. But God is bringing you to a but now situation. But now. How many of you know we serve a big God? And our big God has a big but. (laughs) Take that however you want to. I'm going to just stick to the scripture this morning. And when he puts his but now in your situation, guess what? Things are about to change. Things are about to change. Isaiah 43, let's read. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. There it is. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. You know, I want to encourage you, don't be controlled by fear. Some people will never start a business because they're full of fear. Some people will never write a book or do something they've always wanted to do because of fear. Forget the physical things. Some people will never come down to the altar in the house of the Lord because of fear. Some people will never tell someone about Jesus because of fear. 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 Fear not. In this first verse, you might find some more, but I got five things from the first verse right here. He gives us five things, I believe, why we should not be fearful. And all of them are in verse 1. Who's ready this morning? Here's the first one. Verse, 40, verse, 43, uh, verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, who created you? Someone said created you. The first thing he tells us is don't fear because we were created by God. We are his creation, and that word created in the Hebrew creation means he selected, he chose, he picked you up wherever you were in life circumstances. He found you, and for some of us, that was in the miry clay. For some of us, that was at the club at Babinga. For some of us, that was in a bad situation in life. Maybe we were drinking, smoking, talking, shacking up. For some of us, we were in church, but living a self-righteous Spirit life. He picked you out and chose you. He said, I created you. I so thank God he picked me out from being a church boy. You see, I grew up in church. I said church boy, not altar boy. A church boy. How many of you know the church kids sometimes? They can have you tricked. I had many people fooled at times. And and the truth be told, the enemy is making it easier and easier for church kids to slice straight into hell from the church pew. Don't be playing games with God, kids. He who formed you, number two, he says, he who formed you, this word formed, somebody say formed, means to be squeezed into shape. Squeezing, molding. Some of us might be in some drama, some mentally, emotionally, some drama because we're we're being squeezed. Who likes to be squeezed? Not me. He says, I'm I'm squeezing you. Pastor Carl, can you stop crying about how busy you are? Can you stop crying about your circumstance? Can you stop crying and complaining to everybody about how you don't have time for anything? 
Can you stop complaining about what's going on in your life and why things are so difficult? He says, I'm I'm squeezing you. I'm molding you. I'm shaping you. We need to learn to thank God in the good and the bad. To praise him when things are good and when things are horrible. When things are right and when things are not right. He says, I'm squeezing you. I'm molding you. Just like the potter works on the clay. He says, I'm making you what I want you to be. I'm forming you. I'm molding you. Carlos, I got you on my wheel, and I'm spinning the wheel, and I'm putting some pressure, and I'm shaping you. I got to learn to thank God in moments of shaping and molding. Thank you, sister. Sometimes there's resistance, though, from the clay. Sometimes the clay's not working out the way he wants it to. So what does the potter do? He takes the clay, he smashes it, and he starts over again. I thank God didn't say the potter, he takes the clay and throws it away. No, he takes it again, and he puts it on the wheel, and he starts spinning, and he gets it to where he wants it. And when it's a finished product, he puts it up on the mount. And next thing you know, he starts something new in our life. But sometimes he can't get there. Sometimes he's right there. It's spinning. Everything's going good. And all of a sudden, there's a divot. There's a rock. There's some pride. There, there's some independence. There's some arrogance. There's some resistance to, to, to headship and, and to leadership. There's some jealousy. There's some fear. And he takes it out. He smashes it on the table. And he says... It's time to start over. Amen. He wants to form you. He says, don't be afraid. I created you. I'm forming you. Number three, for I have redeemed you. (laughs) I thought I'd get a little more amens than that. He said, for I have, maybe I could get one online this morning. Shout from your house. He says, I have redeemed you. I have redeemed you. That word redeemed means God bought you back from slavery. We were slaves to sin. The devil drug us through the mud. He had a heyday with us. And God went back and took us and said, that one's mine. He redeemed you and I. Number four, he says, I have called you by your name. Wow. You're not just a number to God. You're not just among everyone else. Uh, I know this sounds cliche, but you really are one in a million. You really are. He says, I know the number of hairs that are on your head. He says, I know. They're numbered. I knew you before you were even born. That's incredible to know the numbers on. For some of us, that's not that hard. (laughs) For some, God is counting a long time. But he says, you're not just, you're one in a million. You know, some people will never 
truly get the peace of God in their life or understand his power and dominion until they know how much he loves them. And they will never know until they truly get to know him. Number five, he says, I own you. Verse one says, you are mine. Somebody say mine. God says, you are mine. The amazing thing about that when God says you're mine is he says, you belong to me. You're my property. You're my property. And the cool thing about that is I know God takes care of his property. So that person who's messing with you, that person who's giving you a hard time, just smile and wave and just say, I know God takes care of me. Lord have mercy. But see, the enemy also knows that you're valuable property and he tries to make another offer. The question is, will you sell your birthright for a bowl of beans? You're, he says, you're mine. You belong to me. I'm not living in fear. By God's grace, I'm not going to live in fear because God created me. He formed me. He redeemed me. He called me by name. I belong to him. I can do anything even if I feel scared because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I'm not afraid. God said, fear not. I would like honestly to stop there and pray. But then verse 2 said, can you please talk about me? I'm serious. Verse 2 said, can you please talk about me? I said, sure. And then I read verse 2, and I said, no. And then God said, yes. And I said, okay. But I'll be honest, I didn't want to read verse 2 because the way it starts off, I said, well, uh, this is kind of going a different direction. But how many know the Spirit of God can go this way, but he comes right back home? It says right here, when you pass through the waters. I don't like the first words when you pass through. I wish it would say, if you pass through. <laughs> if you pass through. But it says, when. When you pass through the waters. The reality is, everybody here is going to have a when moment. But waters is very significant. Water is important. For those who grew up in church, those who've been here long, you already know this. Water represents transition. Every time water is brought up in the Bible, it's, it's a point of transition. Even in Genesis, uh, the waters cover the face of the deep. Next thing you know, God created man and there was land. Amen? When you read about the children of Israel going through the Red Sea, the Bible says that they go to the Red Sea, but they don't just stay there. They go through. God splits it. Pharaoh's army swallowed up. Transition. Amen. The children of Israel go, go to, uh, to the Jordan River, and, 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 and then they go to their promised land. Transition. Jesus lived, was baptized. Transition. All I'm trying to say is you're going to go through some waters in life, but it represents something's about to change. You're going to make a transition. Something is going to happen in your life. So, Pastor, how do I know I'm going through some waters? Well, I'm glad you asked because I asked the same thing. This word water in the Hebrew means dirty water. Urine-filled water. 
nasty water, the kind of water you look at and you say, no, thank you, I ain't jumping in. You ever go to Virginia Lake? Not from a distance, it looks beautiful. But you go to Virginia Lake and you go feed the ducks, amen? <laughs> Who likes feeding the ducks? Amen, so do I. And you go to Virginia Lake and you look and you say, man, this is gross, this is nasty. I'm not, I wouldn't dare swim in this lake. I'm not going to this lake. And the scary thing is sometimes people never go through this water because they're full of fear. It's dirty, it's nasty. They say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through this water. But someone better give God praise because their situation is about to change. Somebody's here this morning, you're going to go to some water and through some water. Some this morning are coming out of the water. But you need, to tell your, you need to tell yourself this morning, I didn't come to the water to stay and build a house. I didn't come to the water to build a boat. I came to the water to go through the water. That transition may happen in my life. Amen. But what's so amazing is we go through the water, but he says right here, I will be with you. Thank you. I said, he said, I will be with you. When you're going through that nasty water, the urine-filled, disgusting water, I will be with you. Here's why we don't have to be afraid. It's because he goes through it with us. But then after the nasty water... What's so amazing when people are in his will, he says he also, he says, and through the what? The rivers. What do rivers represent, church? Rivers represent clean water. Rivers represent growth, movement. Crops can grow, blessing, financial peace. Rivers represent prosperity, goodness. He says, yeah, we're going to go through some nasty waters, but we're also going to go through some rivers. That's a beautiful thing. Amen. And I love it right here. He says, we're going to have some blessing. He said, but this is what I love about this scripture. It says, they shall not overflow you. That speaks to me so deeply. When I go through the blessings of life, he says, Listen, sometimes it could be overflowing. Sometimes it could be a little too much. That's important to me right here because I'm not going to let the good things of life overtake my walk with God. He says, you're going to have some blessing, but as long as you stay in my will, they're not going to overflow you. How many of you know some people can't handle the blessings of God? They're praying for a miracle. They're praying for a change. They're praying for some financial peace. And all of a sudden, God gives it to them. And then God's out of the picture. All of a sudden, now career matters more than God. All of a sudden, now they're walking around like a different person. Some people can't handle the blessings of God. And some people, God says, look, I want to give you the rivers of water. But I'll make sure they don't overflow you. Because some people will start in Truckee River. Next thing you know, they're in Pyramid Lake. The blessings of God overtook them. It overflowed them. They drowned in it. He says, I don't want them to overflow you. I'm going to, Pastor, 
I'm going to give you just enough. Just enough. So you, you will always depend on me. I never want to get to a point in my life where I'm walking around like a stick is up my nose. All of a sudden, I'm a different person. People say, man, what happened to him? What happened to her? The blessings of God came on their life, and all of a sudden, souls don't matter anymore. People don't matter anymore. It's I'm too busy. I'm too, I'm too tired. I got too much going on. And God says, I gave you the blessings. I don't want them to overflow you. They think they pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps. They said, I'm the one who did this. I, it was me. I'm the reason why I got to where I am today. Who here can testify that it was God who got us where we are today? Amen. <laughs> who here can testify it was by God's grace that we are here today where we're at? That if tomorrow God says, sell your house, my wife would say, let's go. Who are we going through? It's by God's grace we are here today. He gives and he takes away. So if that's the case, why are we pursuing more of the world and quitting more of God? But I like it right here. It gets even better. It says, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. He said, yes, you're going to go through some painful, scary, hot, uncomfortable places in life. But some of us will never go through the fire because we're full of fear. When you walk through the fires, he says, you shall not be burned. All I'm trying to say, church, is don't be afraid. Walk through life. Walk through the waters. Go through the fire. God is with you. I got invited to do a small, like a TED talk a while back. It wasn't like on a main stage or anything. And that's cool and all, but I don't have time for TED talks. I do have time for the gospel of Jesus, though. And I'm so blessed to be here. It's by God's grace I'm even standing up here on this stage. Nobody is immune to the circumstances of life reaping what you sow. Amen? Because there were areas of my life that I thought I was free. I thought I was free, but really, I was living a life full of fear. I was living a life full of fear. Scared to make the wrong decision. Scared because I wasn't praying. Scared to do this or do that or not do this. I was, fear was in me. It was in me. And there's a battle raging between flesh and spirit right now in your soul. The question is, do we take God at his word or do we believe what we see with our eyes? Do we trust what he promised when it comes to our finances and our children? Or do we believe what fear is telling us?
How can I even stand up here and talk about future if I was living in a broken past? How could I stand here before you if I myself was living in a past? And that's why this morning I wanna, I wanna expose the fear that I had. Please don't be judgmental. You know, I'll be honest with you. I said, man, I'm doing this, I got this, I'm doing that, that. No, just that's it's just something, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it is normal. We all, we all go through fear. Jesus had, we all have feelings of fear. The question is, is, see, I was elevating fear, looking at face to face, instead of just saying, no, get behind me, Satan. I, 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 the, the, see, fear was a God to me. And see, God says he's a jealous God. You should not have any other before me. Hey, I was, I had fear on a pedestal. Fear, 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 fear. Am I ever going to get married? I had a fear. I didn't think I was going to get married. Are my children going to be safe? Are my children going to stay saved? Uh, fear, am I going to keep my job? Fear, am I going to lose my job? Fear, fear, fear. I, I can't talk to this person. I, 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 I can't go to that door. I can't go through that. Fear was gripping my life. It was my God. God says, you shall not have any other gods before me. But see, it was easy because it was comfortable. I liked holding on to fear. I could grab onto it anytime I wanted to and use it as an excuse instead of letting go and trusting God. I've told you a few times that my father was an alcoholic when I was young, going in and out of jail, uh, my, be my beautiful mother was trying the best she could, the best anyone could. Uh, she was an amazing mother, but she was not a father. Just a side note, how many know our young kids today, our young boys and girls, are struggling with their identity because the father did not love them? The father did not hug them. The father didn't say, you're daddy's little soldier. The father didn't say, you're daddy's little princess. I love you. You're the most beautiful thing that's ever happened to me. He didn't tell his little girl, his boy, I love you. How I many know there's so many women right now who go to clubs, dancing, parading themselves so a guy can tell them they're beautiful? All because the father missed his assignment. Our dad wasn't there when we needed him most. And that's why when my kids were born, I dedicated them to God and I pray for them every night. And I, but uh, my parents ended up getting saved. God transformed their lives. And amen, but 17 years in the ministry, God's moving in their life, God's working and all of a sudden, some, uh, some pride and arrogance rises up and 
Now, by this time, my dad's doing really good financially. My mother got played. Everything's good. So forget the church. Forget God. Next thing you know, they backslide. And something years ago always would pop up in me. I would get angry, I'd get sad, I'd get fearful. Holidays would come by, and I would seriously stand at the window. And for a few seconds, I would think, they're gonna come strolling through to say how proud we are of you, or wow, the kids are getting so big. And while I'm standing there looking out the window, the enemy whisper in my ear, he say, why are you even trying? You're gonna be just like them. Why? Just do it. You're going to end up just like them. Fear. Fear. Fear gripped me on so many different levels. Fear controlled me. Fear. No matter how hard you try, And I'll be honest, I felt like it was in me. Yeah. My dad did this, 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 this. It's in me. It's, it's in my blood. What's the point? But then I'll never forget going to a men's rally. And a pastor by the name of Eric Vault was there. And he gave a scripture. Nothing crazy happened. Um, I didn't feel angels fall down from heaven. But when he read the scripture, it stuck with me from that day. I wrote it down on a notepad that my wife gave me as an anniversary gift to write notes while the pastor would be preaching every Sunday. And it says here in Romans 8, verse 12, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 
The fear of failure, failure had me. The fear of blowing my marriage had me. The fear of losing Carlos had me. The fear of not being enough had me. The fear that drove me to overachieve, to find acceptance through people who didn't truly love me, paralyzed me. That's why I'm here to say this morning, not now. I had a but now moment in my life. I'm not in bondage to the past. I'm not in bondage to the worldly bloodline. I got a new bloodline, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is my Abba Father. He is my Father. I got a new bloodline. Yes, I had judgment coming, but now he gave me a but now moment. And he said, today, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm not bound to fear. I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. And by God's grace, I've been set free. I can't think of the last time I was moping and pouting about certain things in my life. Because all I can see now is what God has done. I still pray for all those in my family who aren't serving the Lord, but it don't get me anymore like it used to. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to you, God. Glory, Heavenly Father. Praise to your name. Fear. This morning, church, we're going to do something a little differently. And I would ask, please, with all, all due respect, this morning, if the Spirit of the Lord has touched your heart, I would ask you, in a moment, you're going to come down to the altar and we're going to pray. But for those this morning, um, we're all on different paths. We're all on different walks. And this morning, if, if uh, uh, you say, Pastor, I'm, you know, this is, this is something that I'm not dealing with, and hey, that's okay. Most importantly, I want to make sure you leave here uh, knowing that Jesus is in your heart and life. And so this morning, if Christ is not living in you, um, even if you're watching online with us, I would encourage you to pray this prayer with me of repentance, the sinner's prayer. Um, if for some reason we break up online, um, it's really easy. You just ask God to forgive you of your sins and to come into your heart. And in a moment, we're going to pray for... Uh, for children, for teenagers, yeah, you, there's, there's some fear in your life. And you're not, a, you're not ashamed, you're not embarrassed. You just say, hey, you know what? This is something that, that's, been, that's had me for a long time. Uh, we're going to break that this morning. And for those who, after we pray, uh, I would ask you to dismiss quietly and, and fellowship out in the outside, uh, talk uh, safely. Uh, this morning you're here, you say, Pastor, I, I'm not right with God. I want to give Jesus my life. You repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Come into my life. Give me a new heart. Create in me a clean spirit. Restore in me the salvation that you have. I am sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for not trusting you. Sorry for not honoring your word. I'm sorry for doing it all on my own. 
Today, I give my life to you. I recommit in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, church, um, if you'd like to pray with me here at the altar, I would ask you to stay in your pew and wait for everyone to dismiss. And if you would like to be dismissed this morning, quietly, please do so. Have a blessed Sunday. We love you. We're here for you. Thank you so very much. Change my heart, oh God, and make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God, and may I be like you. And change my Change my